0: Hello, this is Andy and you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 113, Ron DeSantis Throws a Temper Tantrum. So, what does a pissed-off movie mouse do when it's been backed into the corner and picked on by a governor of a state? Well, we may find out because Governor Ron DeSantis, the Republican that is in the process of running Florida into the ground, has basically made it official that all of the privileges Walt Disney World has enjoyed in Florida since it was envisioned back in the 1960s are now being taken away. So let me tell you a little bit about Walt Disney World and how important it is to the state of Florida. Walt Disney World is also known as the Walt Disney World Resort or Disney World by some. And it is a huge entertainment resort complex located in Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista, Florida. It's near the cities of Orlando and Kissimmee, Florida. The resort initially opened on October 1st, 1971, and that was just the first part of the resort. It's operated by Disney Parks Experiences and Products, which is a division of the Walt Disney Company. The resort covers nearly 25,000 acres, which is around 39 square miles, and about half of that space has been used so far. The resort encompasses many different properties. There are four theme parks, the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Disney's Animal Kingdom. There are two water parks, Disney's Blizzard Beach and Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. There are 31 themed resort hotels, nine non-Disney hotels, several golf courses, there's a camping resort, And there's a lot of other entertainment venues, including an outdoor shopping center uh, known as Disney Springs. And back in 2021, on October 21st, Walt Disney World began its celebration of its 50-year anniversary, which was to last for a total of 18 consecutive months and will end next month on March 31st, 2023. And Disney World was designed to supplement Disneyland, which is located in Anaheim, California. Walt Disney uh, envisioned this complex as a completely new type of a community. And it was referred to as the Florida Project. And Walt Disney, unfortunately, was not able to realize his dream because he passed away shortly before construction began in 1960. He passed away in 1966. Construction began starting in 1967. So he was not around to see them actually break ground But his older brother, Roy Disney, had retired and came out of retirement to make sure that this dream of Waltz would come true. And the Magic Kingdom was the first part of the complex to open in 1971. In 82, Epcot uh, followed. Disney's Hollywood Studios opened in 1989 and Disney's Animal Kingdom opened in 1998. And lately, there has been a little bit of controversy regarding Disney World, which I'm going to get into. I should tell you that it is estimated that Disney World is responsible for bringing in revenues of somewhere in the neighborhood of $5 billion a year into the state of Florida. It's what I read today. And they have approximately 77,000 employees working for them. And uh, the attendance at Walt Disney World is approximately 58 million people annually, and it is the most visited vacation resort in the world. Now, given all of this, wouldn't you think that (laughs) a business like that located in your state would be treated with kid gloves? Would you not extend every courtesy to that business? I mean, after all, this is (laughs) certainly one of the major employers in the country, if not the biggest employer in the state of Florida. And it is a destination that brings people in from all over the world. And when people come in, they're not just spending money at... Disney World, they probably leave and go to restaurants or stay at other hotels and things like that. Even though there are lots of hotels on the site itself, they are expensive. Everything at Disney World is expensive. I have read lately that since the pandemic occurred, visitation at the park has been down a bit, and that in order to compensate for that prices have been increased by Disney and they're getting some they're getting some price resistance from people and others have complained that maintenance at the park has been neglected a little bit and that for the increased cost the the long lines and it's just not worth it In order to attract some locals to visit the park, Disney has been offering discounts to people who live in Florida. Uh, Whether or not that's successful or not, who knows? But Disney has been in the news a lot lately, and I think a lot of the attention that the company and the park has been getting is probably not not really deserved. Again, my comment, if you're the governor of a state and you have an employer that is this big, that is responsible for that much revenue and bringing in that many people into your state, which Florida depends on tourism. Tourism is is it in Florida. And I just don't understand how anybody could possibly do anything that would jeopardize having a good relationship with that business. But Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida uh, is, (laughs) he is kicking, he is kicking and kicking and kicking and he's not leaving them alone. And you have to wonder if this is going to backfire on him and the people of Florida at some point in the near future. This sounds like something you'd like to find out more about. Stay tuned. I'm going to talk about the Don't Say Gay Bill, and I'm going to talk about the special district that was created for Walt Disney World, which Ron DeSantis and the Republicans running the state of Florida into the ground have now removed, which is going to increase taxes on the citizens of Florida. And it's probably going to increase taxes for Disney World as well. And I will explain all of that in this episode. So stay tuned. Back in 2022, HB 1557, which is titled... The Parental Rights in Education Act, which has been nicknamed the Don't Say Gay Bill, began moving through the Florida legislature. Now, there have been a lot of bills introduced in a lot of states impacting LGBTQ. Uh, the LGBTQ community, and very often, a lot of those bills never, ever leave the state capital. They just kind of, some of them die. But lately, in states that are controlled by the Republicans, a lot of anti-LGBTQ plus bills Have been passed or are in the process of being passed. And this particular bill has been widely and roundly criticized by many. Supporters of the bill say that it gives parents greater control over their children's education and it embraces and vindicates their parental authority to oversee what their children learn in school. Opponents of the bill say that it unfairly targets the LGBTQ community, particularly gay and trans students, and they say that it is pretending to solve a problem doesn't exist now one of the things that the proponents of the bill will say is that the don't say gay bill does not in fact say gay anywhere in the bill well that is indeed true apparently but the bill does contain the terms sexual orientation and gender identity which certainly seems to be directed at gay and trans people. And this is another distraction, folks, because in the very same way that critical race theory isn't being taught in schools, neither is <laughs> neither is being gay. This is a distraction. It is a distraction that the Republicans are using on a regular basis because they have nothing to stand on. They don't have any policies that the majority of the American people support and approve of. Just look at what they've been talking about just in the last oh year or so. In the lead up to the midterm election in November of 2022, what did we hear from the Republicans? Well, they were so concerned about gas prices, which have come down, inflation, which is still a little bit of a problem, but it's a lot better than it was. Grocery prices are still pretty high. Uh, They've talked about crime, crime in our cities. Blue cities mostly have crime. Well, Actually, that's not true. A lot of the highest crime areas in the country are actually in red states. And in areas where the major city may be controlled by Republicans, the crime rates are not lower. So that kind of disputes all of that. But all of these things that they were talking about leading up to the midterm election have they introduced any bills now that they actually have control of the house and they can, they can do that kind of a thing? No. I haven't seen anything about a bill designed to reduce crime or deal with the price of groceries or the cost of living or any of the things that they mentioned. They're investigating everything. So, really, how concerned were they about the cost of living? You know, if they were really concerned about the cost of living, they could, uh, hey, raise the minimum wage, which is still $7.25. And that is not a living wage any place in the United States of America, and it hasn't been for years, and they don't want to raise the minimum wage because... Well, it would be bad for business. Well, businesses are making a fortune. Hello, Republicans. It's almost like they hate people, isn't it? If people are hurting and they can't afford groceries and they can't afford their medicine, which is something else, they're talking about undoing a bill that uh, allowed Medicare to be competitive for some prescription meds for seniors. And that passed under the Democrats. Now they're talking about getting rid of it, which would raise everybody's costs again. Americans pay the highest prescription drug uh, prices anywhere in the world. It's ridiculous. Really? What What are the Republicans doing? They're not doing anything to help the people. If anything, they're making life worse. And this is making life hell for students in Florida in the school system who are gay or trans. It's unreal that they would want to inflict this type of this type of pain on students. So anyway, yeah, the the, the don't say gay bill is basically the same thing as critical race theory. It's trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. And the big argument in this bill kind of revolves around whether or not it would prohibit the instruction or the discussion of sexual orientation. And the people who are sponsoring the bill, the Republicans, have been very, very vocal about saying that the bill would not prohibit students from talking about their LGBTQ families or bar classroom discussions about LGBTQ history, including events like the 2016 deadly attack on the Pulse nightclub, which was a gay club in Orlando, which experienced a mass shooting. And of course, Orlando, very close to Disney World. And uh, they argue that the bill would bar the instruction of sexual orientation or gender identity. So you can talk about it, you can have a discussion about it, but teachers can't instruct students on it. And that's where it's confusing, and I think that the confusion is a planned Thing because in the preamble of this bill, the bill's authors state that, quote, classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity um, is, quote, is, is, was that that's not the, the purpose of their bill is to prohibit this kind of a discussion. But in the preamble later on in the actual bill, it states, quote, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur, End quote. So, <laughs> it's intentionally vague. So, it's The aim is to prohibit classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity, or is not to prohibit classroom discussion. But classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur. Which is it? I guess if the discussion in the classroom is among the students and the teachers and instructors are not involved, then it's permitted. Wouldn't that kind of be free speech? Kind of seems like maybe there's something, uh, maybe a First Amendment or something that kind of might cover that. But instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur. Okay. So the whole point of this is, and the, the the Republicans will will say that the preamble clearly specifies this, but the preamble, here's where they get you. The preamble is not actually part of the bill. The preamble is just kind of an introduction saying this is what the bill is about. It's not part of the bill. So when you get down into the nitty-gritty of the bill, it kind of seems like (laughs) any discussion about LGBTQ or anything that has to do with sexual orientation is not going to be allowed. And... (laughs) So what is the difference between discussion and instruction? If a teacher is instructing students, are they not normally having a discussion? Do teachers not normally speak to students when they are teaching them? And do the students not normally respond and have a back and forth? That, to me, is a discussion. But that's also the way you have to instruct, is it not? So what is or what is not actually permitted? Well, that is part of the problem, and I think that that is the intended outcome, because teachers are afraid to mention anything about gay or transgender or, you know, drag queens. (laughs) Can't talk about drag queens either. Uh, There are teachers who have said that they've had to basically strip the bookcases in their schoolrooms of all books because they don't know what's permitted. And the ultimate fear here is that teachers could be sued for a fairly wide variety of classroom instruction, which would include lessons that talked about same-sex marriage, or the history of the AIDS epidemic, or things like that. So, so for instance, if a student raises their hand and says that they have a question about something that's not part of an approved lesson plan, and that question has anything to do with sexual orientation or gender identity, What is the teacher supposed to say? Oh, we don't talk about those things? Those are bad. Bad. Wash your mouth out with soap. We don't discuss that kind of stuff in Florida schools. So in the instance where there is a lesson plan that is being given to the students, all approved, and a student raises their hand and asks a question about sexual orientation, Or gender identity or same sex marriages, perhaps they have two daddies or they have two mommies. Exactly how is that supposed to be addressed by the teacher? And there are things in the bill about the grades, what can be addressed at certain ages and in certain grades, and what can't be it's just it's just very confusing and most critics of this bill believe that it was intentionally written to be confusing and it was intentionally written to be vague so that it would put the most fear into teachers so things like what is or is not age appropriate or what is or is not developmentally appropriate. We need some definite definitions, and they're not in the bill. And the folks who are sponsoring the bill are not forthcoming with specifics as to what these things actually mean. And I guess we would find out when they go to court, which means a parent has objected to something that a teacher has taught their child and they go to court. And I guess that money comes out of the parent, out of the teacher's pocket, right? So, anyway, it is a, it is a bill that is designed to basically... (laughs) pretend that these things don't exist. The instruction, apparently, that is to be given to Florida students is that marriage is supposed to just be between a man and a woman, and everybody's supposed to be straight, and if you're born a female, you stay a female, and if you're born a male, you stay a male, whether you like it or not. And if you're attracted to the opposite sex, that's great. And if you're attracted to the same sex, well, that's bad. And we can't talk about those things. So let's get back to my lesson plan, students. Unreal. It's really, really unreal. And you might be surprised to know that when all of this began to be discussed in public. There were a lot of people who objected to this bill. And one of those folks is the CEO of Disney, a man by the name of Bob Chapek. And I believe that's the proper pronunciation. His last name is spelled C-H-A-P-E-K. I've heard a couple of different pronunciations. But I believe that's the most that seems to be the most common one that I have found, so again, my apologies if I messed it up. but <laughs> when you have seventy seven thousand employees in a state, especially in something like Disney, where you have all kinds of people dressed up in costumes and performers. And creative people, you're going to have a lot of gay employees. And I think some of the gay employees were like, uh, well, how does Disney feel about this? You're like one of the biggest employers in the state, if not the biggest. Uh, Are you not going to say anything? And apparently, Disney's CEO did come out against this bill. And little Ron DeSantis and... (laughs) I, he, he To me, he just looks like a very short, very fat, very unattractive man who doesn't wear clothes that fit him, has a very, very tiny little personality, and anybody that confronts him, he doesn't like it. He gets real testy about it. And he did not like the fact that one of the CEOs of a major employer in his state came out against this and said, you know, wait wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, because they have employees who are gay that have students in the Florida school system. Should they not have a say in how this works as well? And that, folks, is where the trouble between Disney and Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida began. Perhaps I am mistaken, but I have always been under the impression that our legislators in this country are not supposed to be legislating hatred or intolerance or anything that marginalizes a particular group of people. It just seems to me that that's wrong, but that's exactly what they have done. In Florida, under the guidance and direction and orders of Governor Ron DeSantis. So, this bill basically forbids instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. And the people who support this say that the bill is is a reasonable step and that it allows parents and only parents, not teachers, to discuss subjects of sexual orientation and gender identity with their children. Now, do parents normally do that with their kids? Because, it seems to me, I come across a lot of kids over the years, or I have come across a lot of kids over the years, that kind of seem like they had been neglected by their parents to some degree. When you are in a restaurant trying to eat a meal and the children are running around screaming and yelling and bumping into your chair and bumping into your table, knocking over drinks and stuff, while the parents are right there and they don't bother to say a word until the kids knock over the drink on your table because they keep bumping into the table, playing with each other. That actually really happened to a table in a restaurant where I was eating once. And I had to look at the the mother and the father and I was kind of like, <laughs> what the heck, you know, control your kids. Finally, the manager or somebody came over and said, uh, they need to sit down and remain seated. Why would parents have to be told that? Obviously those children had never been told by those parents. Uh, you know what, when you're in public and you're in restaurant and we're paying for a meal, there's a lot of other people paying for meals also. And some of them maybe don't want you running around screaming and yelling, running around their table and bumping and kicking their chairs and knocking over the drinks on their table and stuff like that. You know, Just, so really, would I have any expectation that those parents are going to teach those kids anything about any of this stuff? I mean, seriously, sexual orientation and gender identity, they're going to sit down and have a chat with them about that, but they're not going to tell them you can't run around the restaurant and act like an idiot. Mm, Okay. Some parents I'm sure will. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in a lot of the parents based on the way their children act when they're in public. I know how I was taught by my parents, and I knew better than to make noise or to run around and bump into people or knock into things. That's just, I, I mean, we knew at an early age if we made a, uh any kind of a disruption while we were in a restaurant that we would be taken outside and we would not be able to finish our meal. So that didn't happen. (laughs) Maybe once and that was it. So um, the, the bill says, quote, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards, end quote. And parents would be able to sue districts over any uh, violations. And uh, the uh, public backlash began pretty quickly once the bill was signed, uh, or once the bill was introduced, I should say. and. Uh, Uh, President Joe Biden uh, called the bill hateful. And Florida students have staged walkouts and have packed into uh, various committee rooms and statehouse halls across the state to protest the measure, often uh, screaming, we say gay. And this is kind of where the Walt Disney company is involved. They are, of course, a very powerful player in Florida politics, and they are the largest employer in Central Florida. And they are the largest single location employer in the world, apparently. Uh, around seventy-five to 77,000 employees. So they certainly should have some say, I would think, because there are, of those employees, a lot of them are parents, and <laughs> they definitely contribute a lot to the economy of Florida. But um, the um, CEO Bob Chapic, suspended its political donations to the state. And uh, some of the theme park workers staged walkouts over what they considered to be a slow response against the bill from uh, their CEO, which is the reason why he spoke up. He felt like he needed to speak up on behalf of his employees. And the problem with this bill is, as I've said, it's intentionally vague. And it has left teachers afraid to talk to their students. And it opens up the various school districts around the state to costly and frivolous litigation. And (laughs) it sends a hateful message to students in the school system who very often are vulnerable, very often are bullied and they need the support of their teachers and instructors and they're not going to get it because of this bill. So Ron DeSantis is a small little man and I'm not talking about just his stature, although apparently he is pretty short. But he went after the largest employer in that part of the state, which seems like an incredibly ignorant thing to do, but it's more about vengeance and power with DeSantis. I don't think he really cares if he's doing the right thing for the parents of the state of Florida. I think he's more concerned about setting himself up in order to run to be the president of the United States in 2024. As I mentioned earlier, when Walt Disney was still alive, he envisioned this development as a small city with residential and commercial developments and a theme park he wanted it to just be basically an all-encompassing city and walt disney died in 1966 before this really got underway they were definitely in the planning stage they hadn't broken ground or anything but as i mentioned earlier his brother is his brother roy worked with the governor and the state lawmakers to grant disney um the establishment of what they have called the reedy creek improvement district that's r e e d y and this is a special district in florida that basically kind of is designed to control a particular area like a a city or a municipality would. And apparently there's about 1,844 special districts in Florida, so this is nothing unusual for the state. But the Reedy Creek Improvement District is the largest of the six that Disney controls. They own six different districts and the reedy creek improvement district spans 25,000 acres over two different counties in florida so it's a big deal and what the district does is it governs the uh property that uh disney world was built on and it 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 oversees things like uh police and water and sewer and road repairs things like that so it was kind of like its own little uh city within kind of within a city although it, it as i said it does uh encompass two different it does cover part of two different counties And this was put in place back in like 1967 or 68 when they first started building Walt Disney World. And a lot of this property at the time was swamp and undeveloped. So it's not like Walt Disney World was going to be, they didn't tear any buildings down or anything to build it. It was basically out in the middle of of swampland. So, probably not highly desirable at the time, and by having control over the fire and the the water and sewer and all of that, Disney was able to save money on taxes because they were actually absorbing the cost of all of those things, and the, the county or the state didn't have to provide any funding for those. Well... It worked out pretty well for for disney and they had apparently pretty high standards so because the ceo at the time of disney basically challenged ron desantis and because he's a small tiny little immature childish man who takes his toys but he doesn't go home he takes them and starts beating people up with them is what he does. Kind of like somebody else we know, you know, the guy that wears the five layers of tawny coral makeup when he's out in public and says it's the lighting. So what this, what this did is it um, shielded taxpayers in these counties from having to pay to support any of these um, things at Disney World, any of the sewer or the water or the street repairs or any of that stuff. That was all taken care of by Disney because they had their own district and Disney paid into it and supported it. And the taxpayers in Florida didn't have to fool with it. So in the long run, it was a savings. Well, what has happened now is uh, um, Ron DeSantis called a special legislative session, and this was back last year, uh, for redistricting and then asked the lawmakers to consider eliminating Disney's special districts that were enacted before 1968. And uh, this happened after the Disney CEO spoke out against the uh, parental rights and education law. And as I said, he had a lot of employees who protested the fact that he had been silent on the bill because it was going to affect them and their kids and, and everybody else. And at the time that this happened, it had, it had been approved by the state legislature. The uh, by the time the CEO at Disney spoke out. So, on uh, a later date, the um, lawmakers voted to move forward with what was known as State uh, SB 4C, which was originally filed by Republican State Senator Jennifer Bradley, which would dismantle the Reedy Creek District by June first, twenty twenty three. So in doing this, it stirred up uh, a lot of, of unhappiness in the state. Republican State Representative Randy Fine filed HB3C, which was a companion to the Senate bill, after he said that Disney, quote, chose to kick the hornet's nest, end quote, by opposing the don't say gay law. He said the bill would give Orange and Osceola counties access to power, previously denied by the state, but acknowledged that it was indeed singling out Disney. Quote, I will say this, you got me on one thing. This bill does target one company. It targets the Walt Disney Company, end quote. And that was a quote from Randy Fine. And... While he is saying that it would give Orange and Osceola counties access to power previously denied by the state, what he's not saying is that power comes with responsibility and cost. And guess who has to pick up the the cost on that? Taxpayers. That's right. Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings Indicated at the time that he thought that the bill was motivated by, quote, the politics of the day, end quote. And he went on to say that he feared it would harm taxpayers in his district who have not had to pay Disney's municipal services for Disney's municipal services because Disney paid for it all in full. And uh, in uh The mayor's opinion that, that that had worked out to the benefit of all Orange County residents because that is a, a tax burden that they haven't had to pay ever. And guess what? Now they're going to have to start paying for it. So do you think these folks are going to be happy with Ron DeSantis when they see their taxes go up? Hmm. Yeah. um Some in Florida politics uh, have said that the bill is obviously political retribution and uh, that uh, people who speak out because they have an opinion about what's happening in the Florida legislature um, is not looked at with an objective point of view. It's retaliated against and it's uh, punished. Isn't that mature? It's Not like there's anything else going on in Florida where the governor and the legislature might want to be spending time and attention. Like I understand that there's a big problem with homeowners getting insurance in Florida because there have been so many claims and the costs have been going through the roof that the state of Florida has had to create its own insurance company so that people can insure their homes. Because a lot of the commercial for profit insurance companies have pulled out of Florida because they've lost too much money. Seems like that might be something that needs to be addressed, don't you think? And I understand that there's lots of streets and things that are flooding now when it rains because, well, climate change. I understand that there seems to be a big problem with alligators, too. I just read about a woman who was walking her dog in a little park area in the neighborhood residential development that she lives in, and a big old alligator, or I guess it was an alligator, or maybe it was a crocodile, I don't know, big one, came up out of the water, was headed, was going to go grab her dog, and instead it grabbed her, and it pulled her into the water in front of other people who were horrified, and it killed her. Seems like maybe that's something that needs to be addressed because i've heard for years about alligators grabbing dogs and coming up and walking across golf courses and stuff and you know if they're hungry i think that they pretty much see anything uh, that's uh <laughs> that's living that they can grab a hold of as 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 food yeah but instead let's pick on Kids. Let's pick on kids and uh, use it as a stepping stone to the presidency. And as bad as the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida may be, the fact of the matter is it could have been worse. Andrew Sparr, who is the president of the Florida Education Association, said that this bill amounted to a political wedge issue for Republicans because elementary schools, especially kindergarten through the third grade, don't teach these subjects. They have a state curriculum which lists standards that guide the lessons taught in classrooms and (laughs) sexual orientation and gender identification are not part of those lessons. Spar said, quote, this bill is based on a falsehood and that falsehood is that somehow we're teaching kids inappropriate topics at an early age and clearly we're not, end quote. The Sponsor of the bill, Republican Representative Joe Harding, has commented that this bill is not going to bar spontaneous discussions about sexual orientation or gender identity that may occur within a school, but that it will prevent districts from integrating the subjects into official curriculum and of a lot of concern to me would be the fact that initially the bill had a mandate that would would have required schools to inform parents if their child came out at school as LGBTQ to a teacher and thankfully that particular amendment to the bill was removed after it picked up some attention online and uh <laughs> got a lot of uh of uh negative comments. And of course um the uh Representative Harding said quote Nothing in the amendment was about outing was about outing a student. Rather than battle misinformation related to the amendment, I decided to focus on the primary bill that empowers parents to be engaged in their children's lives, end quote. Well, I don't know why parents would need to have a bill written in the Florida legislature that would empower them to be engaged in their children's lives. I would hope most parents would be engaged in their children's lives without being told they need to. Or that they have the ability to. And nothing in the amendment was about outing a student, yet the whole point of the amendment was to require schools to inform parents if a student came out to a teacher as being gay. Really? But it has nothing, nothing at all to do about outing the student. Oh, maybe they're not going to out the student to the school. And all of his classmates or her classmates, they're just going to let the parents know. Anyway, really, how do we wind up with fools like this writing legislation? Again, I will repeat what I said earlier. I was not aware of the fact that legislators were supposed to write hate and intolerance into the legislation that they draft, because it seems like that's what most of the Republicans have been doing as of late. So anyway, as of uh, today, this is uh, being recorded on uh, February um, 28th, so it was as of yesterday. um, The bill, Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis Uh, signed the bill on Monday, and uh, that bill basically allows Florida to take control of the special tax district around the Walt Disney World area that for half a century now has allowed Walt Disney Company to operate with a high degree of autonomy. DeSantis said, quote, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end, end, quote. This was at a press event at Lake Buena Vista near Orlando. And so basically what that means is the district that was the, the special district that's been in place forever allowed Disney to do all of the municipal things that a city would do. And taxpayers in the area didn't have to foot the bill for any of it because Disney took care of it, realizing probably that it would cost Disney less money to just take care of its own stuff rather than pay taxes and let the county do it, which, of course, the county, um, it might not be uh, taken care of as quickly or as nicely as as, uh, Disney has. So... That is the response um, from the Florida legislature and the governor of Florida. And uh, another comment that DeSantis made on Monday was quote, we have a situation here that was basically indefensible from a policy perspective. How do you give one theme park its own government and then treat all the other theme parks differently? We believe that that was not good policy, end quote. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. I can't imagine that it's going to turn out well for the state of Florida when they attack one of their largest employers. Uh, especially when it's being done in retaliation over criticism for something that... <laughs> Governor DeSantis didn't have any business with this Don't Say Gay bill to begin with. It was, it's ridiculous. And, of course, we have to look at the corruption side. And uh, a lot of Florida Republicans who happened to hand over big, big campaign donations to Governor Ron DeSantis in his recent re-election bid have wow what a coincidence they've been appointed to appointed appointed sorry they have been appointed to powerful public jobs and this time those jobs are on the new re, newly revamped board of a special tax district that just happens to see oversee the Walt disney company So DeSantis announced that Martin Garcia, a Tampa lawyer, was appointed to the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, previously named the Reedy Creek Improvement District. And his private investment firm, this is uh, Garcia's private investment firm, named uh, Pine Hill Capital, cut a check to DeSantis's campaign for $50,000. And he's going to join four other folks who are cronies of DeSantis that were also appointed on Monday, and they replace senior Disney employees on the district's board. And so the special district that is now gone allowed Disney to act as its own government for over five decades, and it controlled everything from land use to running its own fire department, and it saved uh disney millions in taxes annually so disney's taxes are now going to go up along with the folks in the two counties that live in that particular area because they have a lot of additional things to be responsible for now so the district will now be at the mercy of desantis and his five appointees and apparently DeSantis gave himself the legal power to replace the district's board at any time he wants to, unilaterally, with no reason or no cause, just, eh, I'm just going to replace everybody. Does that seem a bit uh, fascist to you? It sure does to me. I don't think that's the way government is supposed to work. Not a a democratically uh, elected government where... The representatives are given that power by the people. I don't think the American people really intend for the folks they vote for, the folks they represent, or the folks they vote to represent them, to just have unilateral, unilateral, endless power at a whim. So, anyway... Uh yeah, the, the uh the, the comment was uh made on Monday by Governor DeSantis, quote, today the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. There's a new sheriff in town and accountability will be the order of the day. End quote. Well let's hope that DeSantis is the one who receives the accountability when he is tossed out on his sorry fat butt. At the earliest opportunity by the people of florida who hopefully will regain some brain capacity so uh other people that are going to be on this board include uh, uh, a woman by the name of bridget ziegler she's the wife wife of florida gop's chair and co-founder of moms for liberty and oh she recently donated to desantis also Mike Lasso is an attorney who donated over $9,000 to Florida Republican candidates, including DeSantis in the last election. Uh, Brian Angst Jr. is a Central Florida attorney, and he specializes in land use law. And finally, Ron Perry, who founded a ministry named The Gathering, which regularly spews nonsense about Christian nationalism and the decaying of local schools. Christian nationalism is probably just another word for white supremacy, if you wanna know the truth. And Ziegler had a little problem with Disney last year when it asked a marching band to cover up its Native American logo to perform at Magic Kingdom. The school's principal apparently didn't abide by the request and pulled the band from the performance altogether and the response that Ziegler, Ziegler tweeted, tweeted on uh, Twitter was, quote, shameful to see Disney continue to use children as pawns to advance their woke political agenda. Kudos to staff for not kowtowing to their demands, end quote. So, children as pawns. It sure seems to me that that's a two-way street, you know? So, I don't know. It seems to me that Disney was trying to do the right thing here, and um, DeSantis certainly was not. And Disney has not commented, uh, as far as I can tell, about this change that occurred on Monday. But um, previously... Disney has had uh, a little bit to say uh, about this whole situation. And uh, it'll just be interesting to see if Disney wants to hang around at this point. I don't know. Uh, It's going to cost Disney more money to remain in Florida. And they have obviously have a uh, governor who is uh, vindictive, vengeful toward them, (laughs) I, excuse me, I just can't imagine that they um, are going to continue to go with this. I think it's uh, very, very sad. I would like to suggest to the powers that be, That if they want to investigate politicians for corruption, maybe they need to open up an investigation into Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. In addition to the questionable uh, board that is now overseeing what used to be the Reedy Creek Improvement District, uh, Ron DeSantis recently got involved in a school known as the New College of Florida, down in uh, Sarasota, Florida. And he, Ron DeSantis, threw out all of its trustees and replaced them with six of his own. And those board members immediately then turned around and fired the university's president and replaced him with a man by the name of Richard Corcoran, Who is a buddy of DeSantis. And Richard Corcoran now makes $699,000, which is twice as much as his predecessor. And something to think about here as uh, this perhaps this investigation starts getting underway. Uh, DeSantis has been doing lots of this lately. Um, He has been elevating donors into government jobs that uh, are quite uh, uh, well-paying jobs with good benefits ever since he was elected to office in 2018. And as he um, ended his first term, last October, Ron DeSantis had $3.3 million in campaign donations from a total of 250 people, all of whom he had placed in leadership roles. And this is according to the Tampa Bay Times. This is a 75% increase when you compare it to his former, his predecessor, which was Governor Rick Scott. And you might remember Rick Scott had the healthcare company that got convicted of, or that was convicted of the largest Medicare fraud in the history of Medicare. Yeah. He, Rick Scott was the CEO of the company. It got a huge fine. I think the company's out of business now. But these, these people in Florida then turned around and elected this crook, Rick Scott, to be governor, and then they elected him again to be their current senator. So when you start looking at the problems that Florida has, uh, some of the people really need to wake the heck up. And at that point, I'm going to let you go because it's late at night, and I'm losing my voice, and I'm tired, and I'm getting kind of slap happy, which you might be able to tell toward the end of this episode. I'm having a hard time uh, spitting the words out or a harder time than usual. Thank you for your time. I'm going to go ahead and get this uh, sent out to the uh, syndicators so that it should be available hopefully early in the morning on uh, Wednesday for you to listen to. Hope you all have a great Wednesday unless you have other plans. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week.